You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Happy Thanksgiving Eve to you and yours. Matt Miguez here on Crunch Time. You're listening to the game. It's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 in Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. You know, I, I know you're at home getting ready for, for Thanksgiving. You know, getting the turkey ready, buying the ham, whatever you got to do. You know, getting ready to, to stuff the turkey like some people like to do. I'm not a fan of that, but some people like to do it. Whatever you are doing, hope you're enjoying it. Uh, Matt, once again, Matt Miguez here, producer and co-host, is Mr. James Mesh, sitting in the master control suite with a room full of his his incorrect takes. James, buddy, what's up? It's not at all incorrect. It's absolutely incorrect. Okay, absolutely incorrect. It's not. It is. It is. It is your opinion. But so, it is. so anytime I have an opinion, it's wrong. Okay. Not not any time, but this time it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. For sure. It, I mean For sure. Look, man, I, I I I get you don't like Zach Wilson. I get you don't think that he's very good. He's not. Uh-huh. Yeah. However, it is only his second year. And up until three weeks ago, he was playing for a horrible franchise. Technically they still are a horrible franchise. They're just having a pretty decent year. You got to cut the dude some slack. Who's he throwing to? He has no weapons. Garrett Wilson sucks. I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah. He's a rookie, and he's been doing pretty well as a rookie. Yeah, and guess what? Zach Wilson's five and two as a starter this year. Zach Wilson's not having a horrible year either. What would you, what would you rate it out of ten? I mean, I would put it below five. Okay, okay. There it is. Now, now we're now we're cooking. Five is average. Two is horrible. Five is average. I don't know. I, I to me would, to would, me would my the, would the middle not be average? I guess if we're getting real technical, yeah. I just consider. I say six would be average. Just like sixty percent is kind of what you want for a completion percentage. So you're saying that six a sixty percent completion percentage is average. It's about what you kind of hope for. It's what you hope for, but you're going to call that average? Bro, we quarterbacks in the NFL make livings off of 60% completion percentages. That's not average. But look, I, I, I you draft a kid number two overall because you desperately needed a quarterback. You gave him a four-year $35 million contract with a $22 million signing bonus, I believe it was. That's $8 million a year. Almost $9 million a year. You got to ride that kid. Because now what? Blaine, Blaine put it perfectly earlier in, in, during when he was filling in for the Jordy Holberg show. You you gonna sit him down for a week and go, all right, Zach? Now you can come back. Now you can play. You know what I say if I'm Zach Wilson? 
Screw you. You don't want me. Why do you want me now? Why didn't you want me last week? What? Because I've I've I throw a couple interceptions and I said something stupid in a press conference, I'm benched. Like come on. It's a little much, don't you think? I mean, you're not going to say that cuz you agree with the benching. For, but for, you're acting like one game is going to utterly destroy everything. Well, if he's if he's already bad, then what are you destroying? <laughs> Think about his confidence level. His confidence level is apparently at an all-time high because he doesn't believe that he's done anything wrong. But think about what benching him does to that confidence level, whether it's at an all-time high or not. You are plummeting. Because for a year and a half now, you have told that young man that he is the future of this franchise. And now you're telling him, You've been so bad, we don't even want to play you. Now, again, are his numbers great? No. Because he even admits he's been bad at his job. He hasn't been playing well. Which tells himself he needs to be better. But is benching benching him going to fix that? No, it's going to make it worse. To me, that would be a clear sign. Hey, I really need to step it up. Okay, yeah, he, he, you can tell yourself that you need to step it up all you want. Okay. But if you don't have the weapons, and if you don't have the right coaching to step it up, what are you supposed to do? You can't help who you play for. The problem here, the bigger problem here, is, is not Zach Wilson's so performance. The, so the issue is the coaching? Is that what you're saying? It's the fact that they are mishandling develop, the, the development of a rookie quarterback. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. You were 100% mishandling. The guy's got a the guy's got some bad numbers. Yet he's 5 and 2 as a starter this year with both losses coming against the same team. So, really only lost to one team this year. He's been a game manager in your wins. Which uh, I'm pretty sure there's a discussion of of a career-long game manager getting into the Hall of Fame. The guy's been a game manager. Puts you a game out of the division. Oh, let's bench him. Oh, he said something stupid in a press conference. Let's bench him. Come on. You, you can't be that serious. I mean, I understand that, you know, he, last week he probably should have taken accountability for the way the, the offense played. 100% he should have taken accountability for it. But he didn't. Okay, you learn from that and you move on. That's not a reason to bench the man. Because I guarantee you, well, let me, let, me not, let me not say guarantee because I don't live in the Jets facility. I, I can't say it with 100% conviction. I would bet the sole reason that he is getting benched is what he said in the press conference. This is a punishment for what he said in the press conference last week. And if that's the case, that's stupid. Let's go to the hotline. Kyle, what's up? Uh, not too much, man. I just I can't agree with anything that you said because I'm going to tell you the reason he got benched. Okay? He got benched because cause his offense has lost total confidence in it. One yard in the second half, he throws a wide receiver screen into the stands. Oh, come on, man. You know, after the game, those guys didn't want anything to do with it. 
So he throws you know, so he throws one bad pass and has a terrible second half and all of a sudden his career is done? Well, when 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 your players that are playing around you lose confidence in you, yeah, not his career. No, 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 not his career. But it's time to get a look. The Jets are still playing for something this year. If they weren't playing for anything, I'd say let him play through it. Let him work through it. I mean, I coached foot, you know foot, high school football for thirty something years. Sometimes that's what you need to jumpstart. They're still in the middle of it. They're not going anywhere with Zach Wilson. That five and two record you talked about had nothing to do with him. The only thing he didn't do was so much of the other team. The defense. It's what got him where they at, not Zach Wilson. You know, now with Flacco, Flacco's just a sitting duck. You know, I mean, he couldn't play and he can't play because he can't he can't move back there. At least Zach Wilson can avoid the sacks. So and when they lost that that first game of the year when Flacco was quarterbacking because he couldn't move back there. So so but, so I do mean, you... I agree with it. A, I mean, a thousand percent. So you, you think? So you White think can't come in there and give him a spark and see what happens? So you think Mike White's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson? I'm not saying that, I, but sometimes when you put another quarterback in there, it makes a difference. Even though he might not be that much better or even better, it gives the guys around them a feeling that, hey, this guy here, let's let's try this. Because they lost confidence in Zach Wilson. I mean, they basically said it. They did. And that, I think that's the reason he's getting benched. It's because the players around him, don't believe in him right now. You know, he's had too many chances, according to them. You know, and that means a lot. It really does. So I think that's the reason that he's getting bent. It's not – now, did it help what he said? No. But, I mean, if, if they would have won that game and he had, had a hell of a game, I guarantee you wouldn't have been bent. I don't care what he would have said. Because there's nothing more that has been detrimental to, to saying things with a French, against a franchise than Aaron Rodgers. And they would never think about benching him. So, I mean, I, I really don't think that's what it is. In the NFL, you say what you want. It's about winning. Win, and you're going to play. <laughs> you know, unless you punch your girlfriend in the face or you shoot somebody. You know? I mean, you can, you can probably even rape people and, might, you know, you'll get suspended for a few games, but you're going to play if you're good. That's, it's sad, but that's basically what it's about. So, and I kind of understand what you're saying. He's still young, and his career is not over. You know, he might end up being a pretty good quarterback. It's just right now, I think they need a change. And then if, if, if they don't get that, that boost with White, not try to come back to him. Flacco ain't the answer. I can promise you that. That is not the answer to that football team. And if White don't do it, I'd bring him back and say, look, that's it. You got it. You're going to grow right now because you, you all we got. And take it from there. So that's the only thing I, I, I just, I kind of wanted to add. I, I just, I think it, I think it's good to make that change and see what happens. And we all got our opinion, you know. So. No, absolutely. Anyway. Appreciate, I appreciate the call, man. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, man. Bye-bye. Okay, so let's let's look at Zach Wilson's game-by-game game numbers this year, okay? You, you start – his first game was against Pittsburgh. You won 24-20. to He completed 50% of his passes, which isn't great. 250 yards, had a touchdown. He had two interceptions. He also caught a touchdown pass. Then he comes back in his second game against Miami, who's having a hell of a year leading that division. Beats them 40-17. to Completes 67% of his passes for 210 yards. He doesn't throw a touchdown, but he runs one in. Okay, so he, he did a great job of handing off the ball to Brees Hall that game because Brees Hall had a hell of a game that day. But Zach Wilson still played well. 
You don't have to throw four touchdowns a game to be a good quarterback. Now, let me preface this by saying, I don't think Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. Yet. I still don't believe that Zach Wilson deserved to be benched. But anyways, let's let's continue. Then they play Green Bay, beat Green Bay, completes 55% of his passes for 110 yards. That that wasn't a great game for, for all for all intents and purposes. That was not a great game at all. You beat Denver, then you lose to New England by five. He completes 48% of his passes for 355, two touchdowns. His downfall was that he had three interceptions. That was his downfall was that he had three interceptions. Beats Buffalo. Beats Buffalo, completing 72% of his passes in the process with a touchdown. Now, again, the numbers don't jump off the page, and Zach Wilson's not, I, I, I agree, he's not having a good year. Not having a good year in your second year in the NFL just doesn't warrant a benching to me. It, it it just it just doesn't. You got to give the you got to give the guy time to adjust to the NFL. Let's go back to the hotline now, Darren. What's going on, bud? Yes, how you doing? Doing well, man. How are you? All right. I, I I've been saying this. It was time for him to go. Where I, this is coming from a Jets fan, a diehard Jets fan, my only team. Of course, I I, I root for the Saints, but the Jets are my team. We're only a quarterback away, and Zach Wilson isn't the guy. I was really a fan of Sam Darnold, which you you guys probably wouldn't wouldn't be fans of Sam Darnold, but I pay attention to this team more than you guys do, and they oh. haven't given Sam Darnold the chance. But Zach Wilson has all the weapons needed around him to succeed, and we're not asking him to be – this world beater. We're just asking him to be a game manager. And this guy misses, I mean, the most simplest pass. He, like, third, I, I could name a couple of situations where it was like third and short and you, you're taking the deep route or you're trying to scramble and, and, and trying to beat guys that you know you can't beat. Like, this guy, he, he makes terrible decisions. And the only reason they drafted him number two overall was because of one pass that he made at a pro day. He's not ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. He, he's more of a, a backup-type quarterback. So he's the only thing that's holding my team back. Okay, so let me so let me so let me ask you this, and and, and I'm not I'm not saying this that I necessarily disagree with you. You, you. you talked about how Zach Wilson has all the weapons around him that he needs to succeed. Who? No, we we have probably the best rookie wide receiver in the league right now. Wrong. We have the, don't don't tell me that. I I I I'll say we have the best wide receiving core we had round around it in the past three years. We had maybe the rookie of the year running back in Bruce Hall. We got James Robinson. We have the best offensive line we probably had in the past few years. I mean, he's protected well. I mean, what else can you ask for? 
I mean, are we, are we, are we, are we really? Are we, when we had Sam Donald, Sam Donald never had not one weapon. You can't name not one wide receiver that was on the team besides Jamison Crowder when Sam Donald was the quarterback. So I'll, I'll give you Garrett Wilson. But AJ, AJ Brown, we got Mims. We have, bro, I could go on and on. We have two capable tight ends. Den, Denzel Mims is, is, is mid. Elijah Elijah Moore horrible. Elijah Moore is not bro. horrible. He's had a horrible bro. year. Because Zach hey, Wilson doesn't give him the ball. Like our offense is a most is a run type offense. So we're not asking our quarterback to go out there and throw the ball forty times a game. All we're asking our quarterback to do is manage the game, complete a few passes on third down, and not make mistakes. But the quarterback we have now makes mistakes on those simple plays. So if you can't manage the game, I mean, what else can you do for us? It's his second year in the league. Uh, I'm going to put it to you like this. You have everything you need to succeed. I'm going to give you one one good example. Which team that was we were playing? I think it was against Denver. When he took the ball, it, it was like third and short. All he needed was like two yards to game. And they had a... a, a a, a bail out route. They had two routes he could have go to. He chose to scramble the ball. I mean that. That's something you learn in college. You, you can't beat everybody. You, use the options they're, they're giving you. They're giving you simple options just to take. Like, and you're not taking that. I mean, bro, they're giving you simple stuff to do, and you can't do that. I mean, of course we're gonna go to the next option. We just one quarterback away, and he's not it. If they would have been patient and waited with Sam Donald and give Sam Donald those options, I think we would have been in a way better position. I mean, I, I agree. I, I think the Jets should have waited out on Sam Darnold. But, uh, again, but the, I, the don't, I don't think that, Zach Wilson is the problem that here. held Sam Darnold back was he would have been going into a contract year and they would have to pay him if they were to keep him. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, that, that's fair. I, I, just, I don't think that Zach Wilson's the main problem here. Well, you tell me what's the problem. It's sure not coaching. It's sure not the defense. No, I, 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 think, I, think, I think you just have to give him time. Ty, bro, look. I see this from, from the beginning. That was the wrong pick. Not, nothing about this guy impressed me, impressed me like at all. Nothing. Okay. And, I mean, like that that's your, that's your opinion, 100%. Appreciate the call, Darren. All right, have a go. I still think that Zach Wilson can be a good quarterback in this league if you know you give him time to develop and he finds the the right situation. Um, I, I think it's way too early to to be given up on on that and on him right now. But the game wants to stuff your stocking with a $500 Visa gift card. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes presented by Armentar Jewelers. Simply enter in the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com for a chance to score a $500 Visa gift card. And it's that easy. It's the Christmas Comes Early Sweepstakes powered by Armentar Jewelers and the game. It's 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. We'll take a timeout, and when we return, James and I will start looking ahead to the weekend that is in the world of the NFL and college football right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. 
Helpful tip for a tremendous Thanksgiving, number eight. At your dinner this year, make sure that the alcohol is locked away. Because you know how Uncle Carl gets. So keep the booze away from Carl. This helpful tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Get more kicks out of every World Soccer World Cup soccer match with FanDuel. Soccer fans, now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot because new customers can get up to $125 in free bets guaranteed when you place a first $5 bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to goal score to even corners. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So don't miss your chance at $125 in free bets, win or lose, when you join FanDuel with promo code KLWB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the World Cup. You must be 21 or older and present in Louisiana and permitted parishes only. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets expire seven, 14 days after the receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call one eight seven 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 zero. Stop. Another thing that yeah, you know, I've got to bring up when when talking about the Zach Wilson thing, and this part isn't even Zach Wilson's fault. Are we forgetting that it's the Jets? Are they really just a quarterback away? The Jets have a history of blowing good things that come to them. I mean, you you won one Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl that you've been to, by by the way, might I add. Um, you haven't been to the playoffs since 2010. And when you have talent like a Sam Darnold or, you know, a, a Mark Sanchez, like we talked about, who who had a good run with the with the Jets, a Jamison Crowder, a Robbie Anderson. Eric Decker, whoever. Even look at those years you had Randy Moss. Nothing. Nothing. It's it's the Jets. They're going to blow it. So, I mean, I'd, I'd love to agree that the Jets are a quarterback away. But I just don't think that that's true. Let's go to the hotline now. Jay, what's up? So you think if... Um I don't know the situation or relationship between Garoppolo and um, the Jets coach. I know that, you know, of course, he was the D.C. over there. Uh-huh. Let's say Garoppolo is open. You don't see the Jets saying, you know what, he's familiar with whatever. He could, I could, you know, let's let's get rid of Wilson. Let's trade Wilson somewhere or whatever. Let's try to get something for him. Because my thing is this, uh, and I kind of agree with the – I kind of agree with you in the sense. No, no, I don't agree with you. I agree with the last two callers for the simple fact. Now, I do agree with you in the sense that sometimes they do give up on these players too easily, and and I don't like that. I I, I don't like that. I do agree. I, I kind of agree with you that, you know, yeah, these are growing pains, whatever. You know, let them go through them. Let them, let them, you know, mental scar, whatever. But man, y'all sit up here and talk about what athletes should say in press conferences and interviews. And this dude sat up here and gave a word-word answer. Oh, um, oh no, man! Oh, um, that 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 did not sit well with them guys in the locker room. Oh, I, I, I and, and I come on, and I and, and I agree that that press conference was handled terribly. 
I I 100% agree. I will roast Zach Wilson on that until I can't talk anymore. Then you heard. I don't know if you saw Booger McFarland. I don't know if you saw that that exchange between him and Steve Young, and he basically said that uh, Zach Wilson is entitled. You know, he, he comes from uh, you know he comes from just uh, you know with money, whatever. Uh, I I don't know what that's supposed to mean. It says, but I kind of do. You know, I, I think he, I don't know, man. I think I think when Mike White stepped up last year, Mike White had some games. You know what I'm saying? I think he can galvanize the play. It's just. Yeah, man, he's been struggling for the last. You know, Wilson's stats are not that well. You know, not that great huh? when, you, when you think about it. And uh, the last two calls made some great points, especially. You know, this guy told me he, he's a he. You know, he roots for this team, man. So if he sees, if think about a friend that roots for the Jets. You know, we said, oh, they're gonna uh, self-destruct, or whatever. But man, this guy sees a chance. Like, man, we, you know, we basically in the playoff hunt. You know, we losing these games. You know, who they lost? To? I know they lost to the uh, Patriots. Who they? They lost the week before, right? They lost. I know to they the, beat the Bills. They lost to the Patriots two out of the last three weeks. Okay, yeah, I know they beat the Bills, and that, that was a good game, man. But it's almost like that's an afterthought in a sense. If they don't try to turn this around, uh, I thought, what's up with Flacco? Is he hurt? No, he's just he's just thirty eight, and he's just never been that good. <laughs> He just hasn't been good since that 2012 playoff run. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I just, I, like I said, I, I agree with me guys in the sense that, you know, give him some time in a sense. But I guess the coach look at it, hey, man, we, we getting fired out the two seasons. We getting fired out the three. If I, if I got a chance to make the playoff, to, to help this team, to, to, to motivate this team, to build a franchise, and then to save my job, I got, I got you know, I, got, I have to do what I have to do. And I can't lose this locker room. I cannot lose this locker room, one of the most important things when it comes to the, uh, the NFL. So I think they had to make a change, sit them down like, hey, man, you have, you have to uh, hold yourself accountable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He almost threw a pick six, I think, at the end before they gave up the punt. I think, he, I think he almost threw a pick. You know, dude had two yards, man. If I'm not mistaken, he got two yards in the second half. The, the, whole, the whole offense had seven total yards that whole second half against the Patriots. On, yeah, tw- just, on 26 think, plays. You know, Jets are usually not in this position. It's been a minute, man. A minute. It's been, it's been a long mean? time. And, and I don't know how long that guy been a Jets fan, man, but there's been some some, some seasons, man. Um, when uh, they lost Tessa Verde, you know what I'm saying, early in the season. In that AFC Championship game, that was a game. I thought, man, I wanted the Jets to, beat, to win that game, man. That's when, um, I think, fourth quarter, I think we lost to, I think, Denver. But anyway, man, I'm, I'm getting... Uh, so in that conversation. But look, I want to name three coaches, man. You said that what what college coaches been coaching for a long time? They won a title at one spot. You got uh Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern State. Yeah. I mean, oh, North, Northwestern, excuse me, at Northwestern in Chicago. Um, the guy at Iowa, Kirk Ferentz, yeah, and a uh, guy at Utah. Oh, Whittingham. Utah, if yep. he never went out of the Pac-10, you know they can compete, but. You know that they never, I don't think they they never been to the playoffs, and they're not going to. You know that's not a think about that. They're, them coaches been out for a minute. No, that that's true. That is true. Yeah, I wanted to get in and say that yesterday, man. I don't want to jump back on that. Yeah, but um, you have a good one, and uh, thank you. Appreciate you, Jay. So you know, real, real quickly, I know we got to get to a timeout here in a minute. We, we talk about Mike White, and yeah, you know Mike White had one good game last year. 
It's because he got injured in that second one. on. I think it was a Thursday night game because it was a short turnaround. But, I mean, you, you look at his numbers. He threw for 400 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick against the Bengals last year. Beat him 34-31. to 31. But every other game, the dude was bad. Like, bad. Not to mention, his team got their ass kicked every single time. Except for that one win. He went 1-3 and three as the starting QB last year. But we talk about, you have a chance. You're, you have a really good record. You're tied for first in the NFC East. In a really, in a really good division. You kind of need a spark. You kind of need a spark because that offense is lacking but, and that defense can only do so much. But what do you do if he's worse than Zach Wilson? Well, then you're just SOL either way. Because what what have you seen from Zach Wilson that has been like, yes, he has made improvement this year? What is what has he shown? What what have a lot of quarterbacks shown? I mean, I I, I agree with your point. I mean, but you, again, you got a, you got a chance to to make a stand and do something in the playoffs. You got to make a spark. Number two overall pick, second year in the league. You got to give the guy some time. You just have to give him some time. He's how, only played 20 games. How much more time? What do you mean when, how much more time? It's his second year in the league. And he's shown no improvement. Okay. You got you to give yourself a chance to do something in the playoffs. And yes, Mike White is, is the answer to that question. Okay. Because Zach Wilson is. I think you got a better chance with Zach Wilson than you do with Mike White. Who the hell is Mike White? The Bengals killer. The guy's played one good game in his life. Let's take a timeout. Cajun's Corner is next with Jay Walker right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Going deep downfield. He's got a receiver. It's caught. Touchdown, Louisiana. Can't get enough of the vermilion and white? Then you're in luck. Here is the Cajuns Corner with the longtime voice of the Raging Cajuns, Jay Walker, on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Jay Walker, I sure hope you caught up on your sleep, sir. How are you? Actually, I have not. I came strolling in at uh, 5 a.m. this morning and... I uh, got a call from Hannah Five Names at 8 o'clock to go on the uh, radio with RP. And then I wound up uh, having to get up. I had to go to uh, uh, urgent care because I've got a little congestion, scratchy throat, and I'm trying to get in front of it. And then I had to go to the pharmacy to pick that up. And then I came back and talked with Grant Freeman, the play-by-play man for Texas State Television, about the game Saturday. And now I'm talking to you. Well, I, I, I'm sure the, the pillow and blankets are, ca- are calling your name in about 15 minutes, huh? Yeah, having dinner with, uh, with one of my daughters uh, tonight because we won't get to see her tomorrow. And uh, so they're in from Missouri, so we're going to have dinner with that family. And I think once we get home from that, I think I'm going to be done. Yeah, I, I definitely don't blame you, Jay. Let's, let's talk about the reason that you haven't slept a whole lot. Big win on the road last night for Bob Marlin and company over SMU in overtime. You know, you, you look at the game, the team was down double digits in the second half. Really just, it looked like SMU at one point was, was just ready to put the nail in the coffin. And, you know, Greg Williams Jr. and Jordan Brown and a couple others said 
uh, not so fast. You know, it. Um, you know, one of the things that that I wanted to see, and it's very early in the season. Okay, so you know, you, you're you're going to have scenarios present themselves, and you want to see how a team responds. Now, we saw the team respond to an 11 point deficit against Louisiana Tech, but that game was in the Cajun Dome. And there's a difference between falling behind at home and falling behind on the road. And they're down 10, and I said, okay, let's see if they've got enough to come back from that. And and the answer is yes, they did. And and so I, I think that be, for that reason, uh, I think this becomes a very gratifying win. And look, let me tell you, it's always gratifying when you go on the road, you win a game, and you take their money. Because the Cajuns uh, got paid seventy five thousand dollars to go to Dallas and beat SNU. Yeah, that, that's always that's always fun. Take the lunch money and run with it, right? So, yep. you know, one, one guy that we we've talked about quite a bit coming into this basketball season is Jordan Brown. Had a big year last year, but wasn't quite maybe what fans expected out of him. And you know, this year you get the the preseason player of the year, and the expectations are even higher than they were. Jay, I don't know. This might sound a little bit crazy, but I think Jordan Brown may be having a better year than advertised. Well, you know what? What I what I'm seeing this year so far that I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real and be honest that I didn't see last year is he's bringing it every night. You know, I I didn't think he did that last year. I thought that there were there were a few games here and there where he looked almost disinterested, but he has gone out and 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 taken the mantra of the preseason player of the year, and he's played like it. And, and, and he has played hard. He has played smart. Um, he has taken coaching well. He's, he's been a quiet leader. Now, Jordan's, Jordan didn't say a whole lot, okay? But he's, he's done a lot of leading by example. He's done a great job when he's not in the game of rooting for his teammates and, and you know, and praising them when they do well. I, um, I like what I've seen out of Jordan so far, and and uh, you know if if that continues, Cajuns are going to win a lot of basketball games. Looking at the guard play, you know Greg Williams obviously ha- had a big night last night, getting eleven of his nineteen points on the second in the second half. Famous folks has ran the offense exceptionally well so far through five games. Michael Thomas coming off the bench as kind of the backup point guard. He's done well orchestrating the offense as well. Just kind of talk about the guard play that's really stepped up in a big way compared to last year. Um, Greg Williams is playing like a senior. Uh, that's a, that's all I can say. And look, he was a fish out of water last year. They were playing him in a role that he really wasn't familiar with and wasn't comfortable with. And, and he tried, you know. And then later in the year, when Coach Marlin made the decision to go with uh, with Thomas and uh, and um, oh my gosh, help me, um, Trajan Wesley, the one who trained. Thank you. Um, and and move Williams to his normal position. The guy winds up um, on the um, on the all tournament team in the Sun Belt tournament. And so he's playing the place where he's comfortable. And then on top of that, he's playing like a senior. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he looks so confident out there. And he's getting it done on both ends of the court. Uh, 
because he's defending well. He had a couple of block shots the other night. Uh, he's he just makes plays, man. And you know he was at a big disadvantage last night because he was guarding a guy that was about four inches taller than he was. Um, and and at the same time, he you know made made the most of his opportunities. And you know he's he's just played so well. Now Themis Themis wasn't very good last night. Thomas turned it over a couple times, but he tied his career high in assists. He also, you know, had a, a big bucket or two, and of course, he also hit the two free throws with 1.8 to go to lock the barn door and give the Cajuns the win. Talk about Terrence Lewis, you know, a guy that transferred in from North Texas. Jay, he might be one of the biggest surprises on this team so far in 2022. Man, he plays hard. I mean, he just plays hard, and he. Uh, you know, I'm getting. You know, now now that I'm with the team a little bit more, and we're going on the road a little bit, I've I've had an opportunity to get to know him a little bit. And, and let me tell you, so what a wonderful kid! You know, always smiling, and he's um, he's gregarious. He's not he's not quiet and shy. And uh, you know, he went down last night, and they they had to take him out of the game because he had hurt his knee. And he never got back in the game because Joe Charles was playing really well. And after the game, uh, we were around the bus and getting ready to head out. And, and I went toward the back of the bus and I saw him and I said, I said, T, how's your knee? You all right? And he looked at me and said, oh, man, I got to tell you. He said, I was so excited about the way we were playing. I, was, I wasn't even upset that I wasn't in the game. He said, man, that was great. And, and yeah, my knee's good. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to love when a guy is a, a team first player like that, right? That's just well, they got they got a lot of those guys. Okay? Yeah, they got and, a lot of guys in that team. That and, and, team and first players, and and you're I, seeing and it. I love the, I love the fact that during timeouts, and and I want you to watch for this when you're at the Cajun Dome and you get to see him in person again. Watch the guys that aren't in the game. During the timeout, like a full timeout, when the five five guys that are in the game are seated, and and Coach Marlin is there and he's drawing something up, watch the other guys. Every guy on the team is touching another team member, whether they got an arm around them or or an elbow on their shoulder or or holding their hand. Everybody is touching somebody during those timeouts. That's togetherness now. Yeah, and, and that's important. And like I said, you're, you're definitely seeing that on the floor so far this season. Jay, quickly, let's go to football. They play Texas State on Saturday. It is a must-win game if you want to play a 13th game in 2022. What's the mindset? What are your thoughts with this matchup? Things like that. Texas State is 4-1 and one at home this year. Um, and, and really, they probably should be 5-0 and oh at home this year. This is um, this is a team that's pretty solid on defense. Uh, they're going to attack. They're good up front. They play very aggressive football defensively. Offensively, they have struggled, and part of the reason they've struggled is they have been hit by a series of injuries at the same positions. Their top five pass catchers are out this week. There's uh, number two and number three running back are out this week. The two guys that are going to play behind Lincoln Perry haven't had a carry all year long. And that has really forced them to struggle offensively. Now, Lane Hatcher, their quarterback's getting a lot of grief 
because they're not scoring a lot of points and he's not completing a lot of passes. But that's pretty hard to do when your top five receivers can't play because they're hurt. Yeah. So, um, so the, you know the the Cajun defense, if they if they come to play, and I, and I have to believe they will, I think Texas State's going to have trouble moving the football and trouble scoring points. And at the same time, I don't think this is a game where you know Cajun scored forty five last year on Texas State. That ain't going to happen Saturday because they're pretty salty on defense and. Cajuns have to try to establish the running game, uh, which, of course, they try to do every week. And, and if they do that, I think they're going to be okay. But this is going to be like a, a couple of games, like a game we had, that the game they had up at Marshall, where field position is going to mean a lot in this game. And I, and I think the, that, that the team that has the advantage in field position is, is going to have a chance to win. I don't think it's foregone conclusion that the Cajuns go to San Marcos, throw their helmet on the field, and automatically come back with a win, even though they've never lost to Texas State. Believe me, that's kind of in Texas State's crawl a little bit. And, you know, I think they'd, they'd like to send Jake Spavital out with a win because I don't think he's going to be back next year. Um, so there's, and it's senior day, they're going to be motivated. Uh, Cajun's going to have to play well to win, but, but I do think that Texas State is going to struggle on offense because of the Cajun defense and because of the injuries they have. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Jay, wrapping up, Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Give me your favorite side dish on the Thanksgiving plate. Oh, green bean casserole, and it's not close. Love that. Um, we, we, we love green bean casserole at, uh, at our house. In fact, my, uh, my youngest daughter, um, we were talking about Thanksgiving, and, and she said, I don't care where we go. I don't care who we with. I just want green bean casserole. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's uh, – but it's my favorite, too. It's my love, favorite side. Love that. Jay Walker, appreciate you taking the time. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll talk next week. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Thanks for having me. Go Cajuns. Tune in next week for another edition of Cajuns Corner here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. You may debate which Thanksgiving side dish to serve this year. Green bean casserole or sweet potato casserole. Yummy. Classic stuffing or oyster dressing. Hashtag yummy. But there is no debate when it comes to who cooks up the very best sports talk. The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's another great deal from AcadianaDeals.com. Today, you can get a $30 voucher to Mudcat Whiskers for just $15. That's a $30 deal for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com today to get a $30 voucher to Mudcat Whiskers for only $15. Welcome back to Crunch Time here on the game. $4.55 right now and definitely green bean casserole over sweet potato casserole, even though... My family on my dad's side has award-winning sweet potato and yam recipes. You, uh, uh, it may be award-winning and good for them. And you, and I know you wouldn't enjoy it because you don't like sweet potatoes. I, I want none of it. None of it. You know what you you know what you might like though. I'm sure you will love this. I'm sorry, scared. sorry, yam bread. Yam bread. Yeah. Please, please inform me like, on, on what the hell that is. Just like, I mean, bread kinda, made out of yams. Yeah, it's yes. It's like it's like monkey bread. Uh, 
but it's with yams instead. But you don't even taste the yams. You mainly taste the cinnamon, the nutmeg, the sugar. You know all the all the good sweet stuff that you love. I mean, trust me. Anybody that's ever had our yam bread, they say it's the best thing ever. Yam bread. Yep. Mm-hmm. I have never. Everybody, everybody that's ever been skeptical. Everybody that's ever been skeptical of it have been thoroughly surprised and asked for our recipe every single time. Never even heard of that, James. Yam bread. Um, I mean, look, I'm not going to knock it because I'm a big fan of, of knock it till you try it. I was going to say. Don't knock it till you try it, should I say? I was going to say, you're you're a big knock it guy. I, I'll or, always, or you're, a big, you're a big try it, I'm sorry. I will always try something. At least once. At least once. There I we will, go. I will always try something. That's a good mindset. Would you even would you even eat like crickets? Like you know how like they I prepared it. I actually have before. How, how was it? I was actually pretty good. It was actually pretty good. It's not it's not too bad. I was going to say cuz they actually they actually have good uh, source of protein. It's more weird than anything. Of course. It's it's the whole image thing. Like right. once you get like past you're it eating in your head, a cricket. You're like, "Oh, okay. Well, once you get past the idea of that it's a cricket, you're like, wow, this actually right. isn't that bad." Um, I've eaten. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised because you you season it as well. I've eaten raw squid before. See, so yeah, and I, I love squid. I'm I'm very big on like the Asian culture. Yeah, Cal- calamari's where it's at, dude. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two, we're going to bring you our must-have Thanksgiving plate, and we're going to talk to our guy Brendan Ertle for Who Dat Wednesday, and of course your calls on the hotline seven zero six zero one. 1-1 right here on the game. It's Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. More crunch time after this top of the hour sports update. You're clocked out. We're locked in. You're listening to Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It is our number two. Of a weird Thanksgiving Eve edition of Crunch Time with me, guys, and Mesh right here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station in your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Matt Miguez, James Mesh, 337-706-0111 is the number to hit us up on the game hotline or... If you want to watch the simulcast, you can tune in on Stadium 32.3 and Channel 133 on LUS Fiber. But I got something even better for you. James and I had set something up last week, and, and we have yet to discuss it on the air. But, you know, there's there's people who have thought they want to ask a question, but, you know, they might be too busy to call in, or they might be a little nervous to call in, or, or, or whatever it may be. James and I have a solution for you. Hit up the old interwebs, the the internet, the www, if you will, and go to go to Gmail or or your email of choice and email us your your question to crunch time questions, no no caps, no spaces, crunch time questions at gmail.com. and uh, you know we'll we'll answer them and discuss them. Throughout the show. So again, if you want to hit us up, you know where to go. Crunchtimequestions at gmail.com. All right, James. Look. Looking at the World Cup so far, you know, we obviously spent some time talking about the, the U.S. and their struggle to 
hang on to beat Wales. Yeah, couldn't close out the game. Today's slate of games, Morocco and Croatia went to a no-no draw. Yep. Japan, not really a shock. I but, was going to say, kind of a shock. It's it's weird because they're they're good. They're not as. But you didn't good. expect them to beat Germany. Yeah, you didn't. You thought Germany was going to come out on top. It's not like it was kind of like, almost like David Goliath, but right. you you had a team that you anticipated was going to win, and it was they Germany just didn't they couldn't get it done. Poor Costa Rica. Oh, I mean that's just brutal. Oh. That's just brutal. Oh. oh, I mean Spain. Spain is something else. Spain spanked them. But here might here's what might be the story of the day. Canada, in only their second World Cup appearance ever, hung with the Belgians. It was a one nil win for Belgium. But man, I, I watched most of this game and Canada had opportunities to score until the very very end and and you know Canada really impressed a lot of people they showed that that they could hang in in this tournament again it's only the second time that they have ever participated in the World Cup and the last time that they were in the World Cup they didn't even make it out of the group stage they lost all three group matches and went home so for for them to contend the way that they did today against one of the top two teams in the entire tournament, according to the FIFA rankings. I mean, that's that says a lot. That that's really impressive um, for the Canadians. Now, looking at tomorrow's games, you've got actually four of them t- tomorrow: um, Switzerland and Cameroon, Uruguay and South Korea, Ghana and Portugal, Brazil and Serbia. Brazil will beat Serbia. Portugal will probably beat Ghana. Should. Uruguay will should beat South Korea. And then the Switzerland-Cameroon game, I have no clue. No shot. I, I don't would, know. I would lean towards the Swiss. I would lean towards the Swiss as well, but I, just, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. We'll, we'll I was going to say, even though I enjoy soccer, and, and I you, promise you, you, you keep up with up with it more than I do. I do, but I'm going to tell you this. Uh-huh. Due to the time difference, you will not catch me watching Switzerland and Cameroon. They kick off at 4 a.m. That's when I go to bed. Central time. No shot. Nice. Nope. That's when I go to bed. So maybe you can stay up and watch it, and you can tell us how it went on Friday. No shot. Okay. That's what I thought. And then Friday's slate of games. Ecuador and the Netherlands. Qatar and Senegal. Wales and Iran, England and the United States. Look, I I know the 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 battle cry for the U.S. national soccer team is, I believe that we will win. I don't believe that we will win. No, this this is you. I believe that we will be clo- or we will be close. Yeah, it's just not as good. I think I really think this could. This could be a one a one goal game. Really, I, I think I think if the the states you're, play really good defense, I think they could lose two to one. You're convinced of that? Yes. No, 
Not saying that it will happen, but I I definitely could see it happening because I I don't know. I, I think the U.S. they could I think they could play some really good defense and and hold hold down the fort for a while. So in the last five meetings of the two countries, mm-hmm. the United States has won one. Yeah. You know how long ago that was? Before I was born. It was seventy two years ago, James. So I was I was right. The U.S. won <laughs> the U.S. won one nil. In the 1950 FIFA World Cup. You got me. I'm 71. Okay. They didn't play each other again until 2005, with England winning 2-1. to one. And then in 08, they played again. England won 2-0. And okay. then you drew in the 2010 World Cup, 1-1. to one. And then they played a friendly in 2018, where England won 3-0. Okay, so that, that one was the, the biggest blowout. But every other one has been relatively close. Yeah, but uh, I could see a world where like I, I like I get I get your concern because you do worry about is is Pulisic uh, okay? Because I remember we had talked about yeah, him. him he's, being, he's he's okay. He's okay. Okay, because I I do know that the states they don't have experience. Pulisic is the only one with with experience. No, Pulisic's never played in a World Cup either. Who who is the one? DeAndre Yedlin is the only Yedlin, player that's that has was. played in a World Cup. Uh, I, I missed. I yeah, messed DeAndre up my DeAndre Yedlin is the only player on the U.S. roster to have ever played in a previous World Cup. And, and I get it. There's there's not a lot of experience, but to me, maybe I'm putting too much into putting too much stock into Wales. And I don't know. I I thought the U.S. I think they could play some some solid defense and keep this a lot closer than you think it'll be. I hope so. I really do. Because, man, when you look at the England roster on paper, it is scary. But how many times have we have we looked at teams on paper in, in so many different sports, and it's like, how often do they actually pan out? It's true. And England has a history of putting of, of kinda, massive squads together and then blowing it. Because it, it almost feels like, it kind of feels like Notre Dame a little bit. You know what I mean? Get yeah. all Get all the hype. Get all yeah. the hype in the world to start, and then it's like, as we get down, it's like, okay, maybe Look, they're not as great I'm, as we thought they were. I'm going to say this. If the U.S. can beat England, absolutely, positively fantastic. That makes their trip to the knockout stages a lot easier. Oh, 100%. A draw? A draw would is, still be great. I was going to say a draw is an absolute win. You still a point? All right. Kind of, kind of need a. You're you, you need you need Iran to beat Wales. You need I well I would also I, I would also consider well what if they draw? Because look because now you because now you have Wales at two draws, Iran would have one one loss one, one draw one loss one draw, the U.S. would have one loss one draw. If they if they lose to England, yeah, and then England would be ahead. But we we think England is going to be there anyway. But if you beat, well, if, the, but, if, but, if 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 the states beat Iran and then Wales, if we expect to lose to England, you would be third. You'd be a point behind Wales because because they'd be one two right. one. You'd you'd be you'd be one point behind Wales. No, yeah, no, that that can't happen. If you if you, you need a, need a draw, everybody draws. 
Everybody draws. Everybody no draws. more wins from here on out. Everybody draws. Everybody, everybody draws except England beating Wales and then the U.S. beating Iran. Which, that's not the most impossible thing in the world. It's not. It's really not the most impossible it's, thing in the world. It, it's not. Um, but you need Wales and Iran to cooperate. Or Wales just to win. That way, if the states beat Iran... You need you you really need Iran to beat Wales. You either draw or beat England. Because if you can either draw or beat England, because you because you can't you can't you can't lose this game, and then still expect to be in there. I don't think unless there's a scenario that I'm missing. You you could you would have to beat Iran and then Iran. But would beat you Wales. Would, wouldn't you have to? Wouldn't you have to beat Iran by like a big? margin of, of goals well yes because what would happen is say you beat iran say you lose to england you beat iran so you have four points when it's done i thought it was three well plus, the one, plus okay, the one that you already have okay that, so i you thought would, you meant you would plusing four you would finish with four points okay if iran beats wales iran would have three points wales would only have they're one, mm-hmm. depending on what happens with their match with England. And then the U.S. beats Iran. Correct. You'll have your four. Iran will stay at three. Correct. England. England would be first. They're, yeah. I mean, that that's expected. That doesn't matter. Yeah. And then Wales would be stuck at. Correct. They'd, they'd be They'd be a point behind you. They'd be, oh, they'd be at two? Yeah. Because, they'd, because, they'd be you're, because, you're, you. because you're tying with a. Because they they tied with Wales, correct? Okay. Um, re- regardless, here here's here's the thing with the U.S. You know, you didn't make it in, in 2018, correct? So I, I hate to say it this way, you've already improved, right? In my honest, it's, it's opinion, it's funny to hear, but yes, you in, you in have my, improved because you didn't make it last year. In my honest opinion. If you make it to the knockout stages, that's a win for the states. That's a win. Now, would you like to see the United States make the semis? Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Who wouldn't? But let's be honest. Make it to the Elite Eight. We are we are not the best at internet we're not the best at soccer. Men's at least. Right. Women's we're they're just, absolute juggernaut. Jesus. The you you are right. That Absol- is a, absolute that monsters. is a squad. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I'd love to see the the men's national team raise the World Cup, but that's just not likely. Get to the round of sixteen, be respectable, be compete, be be competitive, and I'm good with it. You know, you you'll get an experience under your belt for this team to, you know, grow for 2026 and. and take a big step forward in 2026 and hopefully compete even further than just the round of 16. So this year the goal has got to be to just get out of the knockout stage. I mean, get out of the group stage. Plain plain and simple. Uh, The World Cup will be broadcasted on Telemundo Lafayette, free over the air, on KLWB Channel 50.3 and Cox Channel 19. And in Lake Charles, you can watch on Telemundo Lake Charles, Channel 19.2 and Sudden Link Channel 137. And that is thrilling World Cup action on Delta Media. Not just the U.S. You can catch every World Cup game 
on those channels. We will take a timeout. When James and I return, we will talk all things Thanksgiving. What is your must-haves on a Thanksgiving plate, and what are you saying to keep far, far away from me? We'll do that next right here on The Game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Helpful tip for a tremendous Thanksgiving, number 22. Bringing canned cranberry sauce to the family feast is not acceptable. So leave the canned purple stuff on the shelf. This helpful tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Keep that stuff away from me. That's Splooge sound effect. It's horrible. I think I've mentioned it before. It's got to go away. It's so gross, but I love it. It's got to go away. Nope. Can't do it. All right. So we're, we're talking about. You know, all, all things Thanksgiving, right? And, you know, you, you look at the the sides because that's always, you know, the, the, the fun, right? Obviously, the, the turkey and, and the ham and all that is great. But, you know, the, the sides is, is, why you, is why you go, okay? And if you, if you think otherwise, you're just wrong, and that's okay. So, you know, I've, I've got some... Some side recommendations here, James, and and you're gonna tell me if it's on your plate or if it's not. Okay. Okay. So let's start. How about mashed sweet potatoes? Um, can I get a different form of sweet potatoes, or does it have to be specifically mashed? Well, at this point, it's mashed sweet potatoes. Uh. No, I'd no. rather I'd rather a different form of uh, sweet potatoes, like candied yams or something like that. Are you putting Are you putting salad on your plate at Thanksgiving? No, no. Maybe um, maybe maybe a second go around just to be like, eh, at least I ate something a little healthy. But it's definitely not there. It's going to be a pretty small portion on the plate. Rolls. Yeah, because like we had talked about before on a Preston Guy show last night, I'm a big. I am a huge sandwich guy if you ever want to know anything about me i love sandwiches my first job was firehouse subs i i love i love sandwiches so anytime i have the opportunity to make a sandwich out of something uh, i always go for it so i'll eat and you were talking about how it's like use the the leftover scraps of what's left of everything else on the Mm -hmm. plate i i start off with taking a chunk of chicken or a chunk of ham or a chunk of turkey Put some green bean casserole, throw a little bit of the stuff in her dressing, whatever you want to call it, the dirty rice, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And then even this is going to be controversial because I know how people are with this, but I have no issue with food touching. None. I have no issue. Mix it all together. So it's all going to the same place. And it's coming out the same place. Yep. So it, to me, that doesn't matter. So I even throw a little bit of a curveball. And even would throw in some of that uh, candied yams mm. to make an absolute concoction of a sandwich. Sweet potato casserole. Yeah, because it's it's sweet potatoes. So if it's not candied yams, I, I think I'll I'll give myself a little bit of a. Uh, and it's not too. I don't put too too much. Like it's not like a third of a plate. Like I, I give myself a, a nice dollop. You know what I mean? All right, green bean casserole. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, absolutely. Cornbread dressing. 
I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of just kind of cornbread. You know what I mean? Oh, you see, I love cornbread. Like I like that cornbread chicken that I brought yesterday. That cornbread chicken, so good. I love cornbread. But cornbread, uh, like, mm-hmm. like if I'm if it, it also kind of depends on the day. I may get myself a little bit of cornbread. It'll be like the same thing as the sweet potatoes or like the sweet potato casserole. I'll give myself a solid dollar, but nothing too too big. So, my grandma makes a cornbread dressing, and what she does is she also makes a gravy from the turkey. Oh, turkey gravy. That you pour on top of the dressing? Oh, man. Oh, man. Absolute game changer. Give me them turkey juices. When I tell you... Okay. <laughs> wow. You... you, you... I, I found... I've just discovered a phrase to describe you. You just discovered one? Yep. You're a line jumper, James. <laughs> You're a line jumper. What you do is you find the lines of, you know, convention and, you know, I'm I'm losing the words that I want to get out, but you get what I'm saying. I'm losing my vocabulary. You find the line and you say, hmm, everyone tells me not to cross the line, but oops, I did it. I crossed it and I'm proud of it. That's you. I was going to say, I'm definitely... A guy that likes to see where the boundaries are. Oh yeah, you you push the limits, no question about it. <laughs> oh, Give I... me them turkey juices. If that is not our promo for the rest of the week, I might have to look for a new producer because <laughs> you you ain't it, bud. You ain't it. All right, cranberry sauce. No, 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 no. And, and again, no. we, we talked about it earlier this week. I like cranberries by themselves. Mm-hmm. Cranberry juice. Good. Cranberry juice. Uh, you mix it with Sprite, solid. Like the, the Sprite cranberry. Want a Sprite cranberry? Solid. Solid. This mushy. Out of a can. Little mess with, with the perfectly little circled pieces of cranberry jello. Get that out. I don't want it. It's nasty. It touches the other food and makes the other food nasty. I don't want it. But you said you had no problem. I have no problem with good food touching. I don't want that touching my food. No. <laughs> it makes me want to throw the whole plate away. Wow, it's, so wasteful. It's terrible. Get a load of this guy. This guy just crossed the line. He's a line crosser. Garlic mashed potatoes, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then give me, give me the gravy oh, on yeah. top of it. Mm-hmm. Put the turkey juice on top. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so, uh, again. And and probably about a third of the plate, maybe almost even half, is going to be be mashed potatoes and green bean casserole. I have a feeling this conversation we're about to have is going to get some callers. At Thanksgiving. Well, they better hurry up. At Thanksgiving, does your family have a kid's table? Yes. 100%. 100%. Are you at the kids' table? Uh, no, because there are quite a few cousins that are older than me. I'm one of the younger ones. Okay. I'm on I'm on the back half. There there are quite a few cousins and even my sisters that are that their age starts with 3. So, look. And he, and even some he, well, actually we've actually got three tables now. We got we got the table for the grandparents and 
the their kids okay. and, and their spouses. So the adult table. Mm-hmm. Then there's the older kids. Older kids. And then there's the rest. I'm going to tell you this. And this might be controversial to some people. The kids table is always the, the place better. to be. It's always the better table. Because I can hear about Donnie talking about how he made some, you know, infrared laser out of a vacuum cleaner. Like obviously that's not real, but like you get what I'm saying. These kids have these wild imaginations and and they talk about all these crazy things that they did and it's so much more entertaining than your Uncle Joey talking about politics and gas prices. The kids' table's where it's at. It because that that's that's the thing that drives me nuts. You you want to you want to spend time with your family and that's what Thanksgiving's all about. But how is it that at every family gathering something controversial gets brought up every time? Every time. Like, can't we just have a normal conversation about the weather and about how good LSU's playing and just, like, that'd be it? Drink a beer or two? Like, let's just hang out. Let's just play some Madden, man. (laughs) Thank you! It's Thanksgiving! Let me sit in my recliner with a cold alcoholic beverage. Let's toss the pigskin. I'm going to eat two plates of food. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go play a game of football outside, and then I'm going to come back inside and take another nap. That's what I want to do. That's how I want to spend my Thanksgiving. Plain and simple. It's an American tradition. Well, yours is going to be spent traveling. Yes. Yes, it is. I have three houses to go to tomorrow. One in Jennings, one in Lafayette, and one in New Orleans. Wowzers. All to just come back and be at work on Friday. The, the things the things you do for, for, for the ones you love. The American dream. The American dream, absolutely freaking lootly. See, we don't see we don't uh we don't travel. We don't go we don't go between both sets of grandparents. Cause, Cause here's what we do. We split it up. We give you all our dedication and we stay the whole time at one house. Or we've actually now started to have it to where we're the hosts. Right. See, that's what when when the time comes that I have kids, it's going to be very simple. Thanksgiving's at my house. Come to Uncle Matt's. I'm going to cook. Thanksgiving's at my house. If you come, great. You're going to see the. If you don't come, that's okay too. Like, I'm not one of those people, oh, you didn't come to my house for Thanksgiving. You're shunned. Like, no. You come, fantastic. You don't. Also okay. Like I'm I'm still gonna do Thanksgiving at my house and I'm not leaving my house. You wanna see me? You come see me. Plain and simple. Cause cause we'll like say for example, we're gonna go to my uh and, and it's alternate for Thanksgiving. We 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 find a way to get both sides in uh f- for Christmas, but for Thanksgiving we alternate between years. One one year it's my dad's, the next year it's my mom's. Go back to the, to dad's, go back to mom's. Yeah, and that's how and that's how it should be. Alternate every year. Everybody goes to one house and everybody just hangs out and has a good time. Plain and simple. If 
Tune in tonight from 6 to 7 for the McNeese Coaches Show presented by Maplewood Burgers, line of bed out of Westlake and the Southwest Louisiana Law Center. Jim Gazzola will be talking all things Cowboys as Athletic Director Heath Schroyer joins the show. So tune in tonight starting at 6 for the McNeese Coaches Show right here on The Game. It's 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Take a timeout. Brendan Ertle of Canal Street Chronicles joins us next for Who Dat Wednesday right here on The Game. It's 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, and your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. He's going to go. Touchdown, Saints. Who's ready for some New Orleans Saints talk? We are. Here is Good at Wednesdays with Canal Street Chronicles' Brendan Ertle on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Now, if anybody's eating good for Thanksgiving, I know it's Brendan Ertle. Oh, geez. Um, I don't know if I'm eating good, but um, I'm eating a lot. So you know what? What's the plan for Thanksgiving? Are, are are you you're not stuck in Corvallis, are you? I'm stuck in Corvallis. You know, it's it's game week. We got we got the Oregon Ducks this week. Um, it's business. The, the the Civil War on Saturday, huh? Yeah, but we don't call it that anymore. Uh, oh, that's right. To. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, all right. So you know what, what? What what's the plan for Thanksgiving? What's going down? Um, you know. Here in Oregon, Thanksgiving just doesn't hit the same. I've, I've had Thanksgivings in Louisiana. I've had Thanksgivings elsewhere. It's just not the same. You know, the food, um, it's, it's not as good. You know, you don't get any of the mac and cheese. You don't get any of the, the, the Louisiana flavor. So I, I would love to have Thanksgiving in Louisiana like you guys. But, no, I'm here in Oregon with the uh, salt and pepper seasoning, and that's it. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say some prayers for you. Maybe if I can find a way to uh... – to ship some some leftovers up to Corvallis, I'll, uh, I'll I'll do you a solid. Yeah, please do. I, I'm going to need that. All right, so let's talk, let's talk about the Saints. They got a win over the L.A. Rams on Sunday, and you know the the storyline of the game is really you know good things happen when you don't shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I, I think that's a great way to put it. I mean, there was one penalty, uh, and I feel like this was the first game this season where I can confidently say this, uh, Dennis Allen and his staff outcoached. Uh, the coach across from him, and that was very good coach in Sean McVay. Yeah, they had their injuries, they had their shuffling the offensive line, but uh, we 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 did too. I mean, we're playing with multiple first round picks out, multiple second round picks, multiple players out, just in general. So um, you got to just sometimes respect that that uh, the players going to have to step up. There's going to be other players who have to play in different roles and. Uh, it's been a nice surprise that we've seen guys like Caden Ellis um, really, really step up. And I think this win goes a lot farther than, um, you know, is the season back? Is this, uh, are, the, are they able to make the playoffs? I, I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. But I'm just more happy about, you know, they showed us something. They showed on a Sunday that they care about playing football. They care about what the media and everyone thinks about their coach. The, I feel like the Saints really went out there and played uh, for the head coach. Yeah, you know, you, you definitely saw a different team on Sunday than you've seen the the last couple of weeks. One thing you also saw was your playmakers getting the ball. Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill had a big game. Chris Olave had a huge game. You know, he he spent most of the game being guarded by what some people say is the best cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey, and Olave burned him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, some would say, some Rams fans would say that um, uh, he didn't win that matchup, but we go back to that Seattle game with uh, last year with Marshawn and DK Metcalf, and I felt like Marshawn really dominated that matchup between him and DK, but all it takes is one play. Uh, and Chris Lave burned him. And that's a all-pro, like you said, probably the best defensive back in the NFL. Um, and that's our year one rookie just beating him off the ball no moves, no nothing, just mm, just beat him deep for, what, 52, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think uh, this was, like I said about the coaching, I think this was, this was Pete's best game plan. And it was weird because it feels like it comes when we're so depleted on that side of the ball. I mean, there was offensive uh, line problems all over. We're playing without three starters. Uh, you got Landon Young starting. Um, I mean, it's just – like it's a recipe for disaster because that Rams pass is so good. And I think Pete did a great job with this play calling. We didn't see any obvious second and ten runs uh, that we we all bang our heads against our desks about. Uh, and if we did, they were they were uh, different. They were uh, I wouldn't I don't want to say cute, but they were uh, schemed up to actually gain pl- gain yards. Uh, we saw Taysom Hill out there at a much bigger role, and he needs to continue to have that role. Um, the Saints had a little bit of a lead for early early in that game, and then once they went down, I was like, okay, okay, Pete, uh, this is your chance to redeem everything that you've done. Keep Taysom in. He's one of your best playmakers. Put the ball in his hands, and, and he did. Uh, hats off to him, and even if it was a Kamara inside zone, I mean, he had Taysom out there giving the ball, just added another dimension to that whole offense. So I think this was overall the best game that I've seen from the offense from start to finish. Uh, sure, you like some some better things here and there, but uh, I thought Andy was really good. There were some times where uh, we're all yelling at our TV, throw, throw the ball, throw the ball, but you need to remember that uh, that week in practice, they're probably talking about, hey, the mind clock this week's got to be twice as fast. you got Aaron Dahl and Leonard Floyd, and those pass rushers on the other side of the ball, uh, and we have, um, let's just say, new linemen on the field. So I, I was really happy with what I saw on outside the ball. You know, now you're sitting at four and seven in, in the division, and you know the, the, this division, like we've talked about time and time again, has not been great this year. Um, are you maybe a little more optimistic now that the Saints could still win the division? Yeah, I I, I still think even with the loss, they they could have still somehow been running for the division. But it, it doesn't matter what they do uh, next week. I mean, San Francisco is going to be a really tough team. You love a win. I think they're probably the hottest team that they're, they'll play this year. They'll play the Eagles later on, but up to date, the 49ers are playing really, really good football. Uh, you got to win your last three division games. I mean, that's really going to be what decides the division. You, you got the Bucks, Falcons, and Panthers again. If you beat the Bucks, I think you put yourself in a really good spot to win three of the last four and maybe make a run at that thing. If, if you finish this, the season with seven or eight wins, I think you got a legit shot at winning the division, but you, you need to win those division games. If you can steal a win against the Niners or Eagles, sure, that's, that's all right. But uh, you got to win out in your division for sure. Looking ahead to next matchup on Sunday, what concerns do you have about them playing the 49ers in San Francisco? Because, I mean, I didn't hear about them traveling, but I would presume they would stay here with their families for Thanksgiving and then not travel until Friday. So that I feel like that would kind of – do a little dinker on things. Yeah, and it's their first late afternoon game. I think that game kicks off 
um, in the second time slot on Sunday. So that'll be a little bit different as well. Uh, but the Niners, I mean, that, that team travels well. That doesn't matter if they're home or away. Obviously, they're at home this week, but we just saw them in Mexico. And, I mean, they played phenomenal. I mean, start to finish, that team looked really, really good. Jimmy Garoppolo is playing really well. He's made himself a ton of money this year. Uh, the Niners will have a, a deep conversation next offseason to figure out what to do with him. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think uh, it's it's part of the business when you travel on the road. I don't think people understand how difficult it is to win on the road and just travel in general. Uh, it's a really tough thing. And if you're traveling on or near a holiday, you know, it's another dimension of, uh, you know, players being in different kind of moods and things like that. So uh, I think everyone's hungry. Uh, that's a nice little uh, Thanksgiving one for you, but they'll be hungry for a win. Uh, and it's, it's really going to come against a time when you could prove a lot of things to your fans. They'll get some players back. I mean, we saw Sean today at practice, uh, Marshawn, Lattimore, not Sean Payton. Uh, there's some news about him. But, yeah, it'd be good to have some people back. And um, I, I love playing in San Francisco. I, I don't, I'm not big on those fans. Speaking of you – t- you talked about Marshawn being back at practice. This is the list of guys who were back at practice today. Marshawn Lattimore, Bradley Roby, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Mark Ingram, James Hurst, Andrews Pete, and Trevor Penning. I mean, that is a you get ton. you get half of those guys back on Sunday, and you might be in business. Yeah, and that's something that we've 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 mentioned before. It's like just give us half the guys and let let's see what the team looks like. Uh, this past week, we went we went out there, and it's been kind of crazy. You got to wrap your head around this that we signed a, what, 33-year-old Chris Harris Jr. to come in and start in our slot for an extended amount of time because we were missing P.J., we were missing Marshawn, we were missing Adebo for a game. Alonso Taylor was banged up for uh, to start off the year. So it is pretty remarkable that we even sit in this spot. Uh, I always look back on the only game I went to last year, miserable year last year as well, but uh, was the Dolphins game when we played on Monday Night Football and we were missing half the team, and that felt like one of the lowest of lows, but I feel like in some ways injuries have been worse this this year just in terms of uh, positional value. I mean, you lose Marshawn. That's a top quarter in the league. You lose him for a long time. You, you miss uh, the safety position across from Tyron Matthew. I mean, Marcus May, P.J. Williams, Justin Evans isn't playing well. There's so much shuffling of lineups that um, I know a lot of us are frustrated with how Dennis has done the this season just in general, and uh, I'm sure they'll look at the medical staff as well. But with the cards they've been dealt, I think it's been um, not an okay season, but you got to just live with the expectations of you're going out there and playing with guys who were on the street last week. So it'd be incredible to get those guys back. I don't know if Sean and Trevor Penning will play or not, but just having them back at practices, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's definitely a good sign. Uh, but – uh, we've mentioned this before and we've talked about it, how we don't think that the future Saints quarterback, or at least next year's, is on the roster. Looking at 49ers quarterback Jimmy G, if he is to part ways with them and the 49ers kind of go with Trey Lance and he becomes a free agent, is he somebody that you have kind of at the top of your list as somebody that you would want to play for the Saints? So this that's going to be the conversation next year, and it's going to be the conversation – every single day, every single week, every single month until they address it. 
Uh, that's going to be their decision. Do they want to spend um, that kind of money? By that kind of money, I mean like 20 to 30. I think Jimmy has proven that with the right team, with the right pieces, he can win. He's not going to be the reason you do win, but he's not going to be the reason they necessarily uh, are losing. I think a team like the New York Jets would make sense for him. Throw a lot of money at him. you got a solid roster around him. Um, you can you can make a run at it. I, I think the Niners have done that with Jimmy. Um, he's the probably the idol of game-managing quarterbacks. And game-managing quarterbacks, it's not a bad thing. A lot of people put bad reps on that. But he is one of the best at managing games. And he's going to make millions of dollars, but millions of dollars based off of that. So, uh, if that's an avenue they want to try and go after is Jimmy G. I mean, I'll, I, I tweeted out, I'll be there for it if if you go get me Jimmy G. But you got to draft me someone if if it's like a Hendon Hooker or someone that has potential. Uh, who knows if they'll have a first round pick this year with Sean Payton rumors or not? But if they can find a guy in the mid first round area to pair with them. I'd be cool with that. But if you're going to go out there and spend a ton of money on a quarterback, uh, you need to be confident that this roster can win with him. Because if you go out there and spend 20, 30 on Jimmy G and your roster is looking like it is this year, I think it's a bad investment. So, um, if, if that's what they think, if that's what they want, sure. Uh, if, if they still think their, their roster is a year away and they, they need to go out there and make another draft pick, maybe you go out there and get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, uh, and pair him with like an, Andy Dalton or something like that, and you just kind of ride out that um, mid-quarterback level uh, once again. So it's all going to kind of depend on their confidence in this roster and their confidence um, in the future and what they have to do to get the cap number down. Yeah, and one more for you. What's your favorite side dish when it comes to Thanksgiving? Oh, side dish. See, the best side dish that I ever had, I don't remember the restaurant, <laughs> But it was in New Orleans. We were there for a game. I think we were there for the Falcons game when Ted Ginn had that like last second touchdown before halftime. I think that was the game we were at during Thanksgiving. But Wasn't that the butt I, fumble I, game? I, got, or, I mean the butt pick? Yeah, that was the butt pick. You're right. Yeah, that was uh, the Manti Teo uh, stuff linebacker at the goal days line. where he got that stuff on fourth down and the ball came out. Yeah, that was that was a good game, but... Uh, I think the best Thanksgiving side dish I ever came, ever had was um, after that game we went to dinner somewhere and the mac and cheese they had was it was Drew Brees level it was godly <laughs> godly love it hey appreciate you for coming on we'll get you on next Wednesday uh, Brennan yes sir see you guys tune in next week for another edition of Who Dat Wednesdays here on Crunch Time with Miguez and Mesh. Helpful tip for a tremendous Thanksgiving number 37. If you're eating your weight in fixins, then make sure you're dressed appropriately. So pull out the stretchy pants this Thanksgiving. This helpful tip brought to you by your family at the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Tune in this Thanksgiving to the game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles for a triple header of NFL action. First up, it's the Bills at the Lions at 1130. It's the second game in a row that the Bills will play in Detroit, followed by the Giants at Cowboys, because how do you not, 
at 3.30, and then Patriots and Vikings round out the night at 7.20. That is NFL Thanksgiving action right here on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. James, 30 seconds or less, give me your three winners of those games. Uh, Bills, Vikings, and Cowboys. Lions, Vikings, and Giants. This guy just wants to be different. Um, I think the Lions are on a roll, bruh. And, and the Bills, as good as they are, I think I think they're a little a little distraught right now. They need to they need to find their way a little bit. But uh, look, gonna be great games. Three great three great games, and once again, you can catch them all right here on the game. One three seven Lafayette, one zero four one Lake Charles. We will come back on Friday to discuss. You know, the weekend of college football's rivalry weekend, plenty of great games to get into. We'll also talk high school football and so much more. Want to take this opportunity to thank our guests today, Mr. Jay Walker and Brendan Ertle, for joining us. James Mesh, appreciate everything you do. For James Mesh, I'm Matt Miguez. Wishing everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Uh, have a great time with your family, eat some great food, and uh, we'll come back on Friday to talk about it all and the weekend ahead right here on The Game, 103.7 Lafayette, 104.1 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. I forgot. Be safe, be well, hug your mom and them. Jim Gazzolo's next with the McNeese Coaches Show.